It's the week of February 25th, and this is MASHCAST number 82. edition of the mash those buttons mash cast i'm jared and i'm here with podcast host mikey kenny hey yes and it's just us again nick zelikavich still on the injured list riding the bench shame shame yeah so hopefully nick will be back soon hopefully but uh not today uh this is mash cast number 82 and typically we start with you know what have you been playing but Nick, you know, he listened to the podcast last week, and he actually left some comments regarding some things that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we, he, we said. So I'm actually going to go in with that because I want to, um, I guess, counter maybe some of his points, kind of like we would. So it's almost like he was here last week. Almost. 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 But he's still not here to defend himself, so we still make fun of him all we want. Yeah, <laughs> Got it. <yeah. laughs> well, I'm not going to go too deep into it. I'm just going to say my piece, and then that'll be it. <laughs> but, so it is written. Yeah, yeah, yeah there it is. It is. All right, but let's see. Uh, you know, on the uh, on the comments of the site, uh, he says a few points to make in my absence. I think part of the hubbub about ACM, which is Aliens Colonial Marines, was a lot of these sites gave it glowing previews based especially on the demo walkthrough that was that was redone, or I guess it just means done there. Uh, so the sites needed to be incensed over this and give the game extra harsh reviews because it makes them look bad. To an extent, they trusted Gearbox and Timegate with the demo, with the, oh, that the demo would be an accurate reflection of what will be portrayed, and since it wasn't, they brought the hammer down. It also helps make them look like, look like an aggravated party as much as the people who spent their money on the game and were disappointed. Now, what I have to say about that is, the demo that everybody keeps talking about is the target gameplay demo. They right, was give, that the... Yeah, it wasn't the it wasn't the official gameplay walkthrough. It was right. the targeted gameplay right. walkthrough. I remember we actually did a podcast and we all watched it and then we all talked about it. We were like, you know what? It's on our radar now because it looked pretty freaking good. Yeah, that's ex- yeah. Yeah, I remember I remember that podcast. Wow. Yeah, that was like last January. Man. Like last January, February. Fuck yeah, memory. That. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was like last January, February when that came out. Uh, a couple months later, at PAX, they had the official, like the actual gameplay walkthrough, mm-hmm. and that walkthrough that they did, what it was the first level of the final product. That walkthrough was the first level of the final product down to the T, and. That, you know, they should have updated their expectations after seeing that. Because when you saw that, like, uh, and maybe, oh, maybe they figured they didn't need to watch it because they had already had this private showing mm-hmm. you know, from Gearbox. Mm-hmm. But when I watched that, I was like, this looks pretty cool. Um, 
it's not as good as the targeted gameplay. That's like, for example, like um, Rainbow Six. They did the same exact thing. The, the Rainbow Six Patriots. That 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 we talked about that on the podcast too. That demo that they showed to the press was a targeted gameplay uh, video. I really don't expect it to be as good as that targeted gameplay. If they mm-hmm. do, it's going to be phenomenal. But it was the same thing with this. It was like they, there was a targeted gameplay demo, and then there was the actual gameplay walkthrough that they did at PAX, and then from there they kept you know using that one. So perhaps they didn't have their expectations adjusted properly. And you know, actually, uh, I went to Gearbox's game day and I got to play uh, multiplayer. But um, it was kind of weird how they had it set up because what they did is they uh, they had a line of people and they were just like normal everyday people. But they were playing – the only thing we could play as though was the Marines. We didn't have the option of playing Xenomorphs. Xenomorphs were played by the developers. Oh. Um, so that was kind of iffy at first. I was like, well, why can't we play the Xenomorphs? Is I there... think it's because – well, they were going to make you play the devs anyway. And to oh, play yeah. as the Xenos, you actually need to be more organized than you need than when you're playing the Right. Alliance. But there was also the fact that there was nothing telling like literally how we figured out what the buttons were was we had somebody like just kind of yell really loudly what they were really quickly and then we were off. And then I was like, I don't know what does anything. Really? And so it was it and I don't and it was fun. Like it's Except for, you know, getting smashed in the face because, I mean, <laughs> they were well, developers. How am I going to beat the developers with a fought, with like a two-minute tutorial on what the buttons are? Have fun. Go. Well, <laughs> at PAX, the, the load screen had what the buttons did. And just to let you know, my group, we beat the devs. Well, well, that, right, it, it Mr. Was, Fancy it was, Pants. Yeah, it was all me. <laughs> it was all me, just to let you know. High score. How, okay, how I, do I was, you, how do you, uh, anyways, we'll, we'll get into that. I'll, I'll talk to you about that later. Because, like, that's a team, <laughs> that's a team game. If one person dies, the Xenomorphs will, like, swamp your face. Well, that's, so I want to know how you solo that. Well, the thing <laughs> is, like, uh, just a, a quick note with the multiplayer. The reason I say it's harder to play the Xenos is because with the humans, you don't even really have to talk to each other. You just have to cluster together. You use your radar, you find the other humans, you cluster together, and that's pretty much what you need to do. With the Xenos, you need to use each class specifically to do things. So you need to use the spitter to throw some DPS on them. You need to use the lurkers to like sneak up on them and maybe take out one key guy, and then See, the other guys can rush in and take them out. We- Go we ahead. didn't even know that there were different classes of xenomorphs. I just thought they were all generic when we were playing that multiplayer. Yeah. Oh yeah, like the only time I say the aliens really have a, a good advantage is when there's like one of the the big aliens with like the like the crushers. When there's like yeah. one of the crushers there because yeah, the, the crushers, charger thing. Yeah, like they're a huge tank. Like they just they just eat they just, bullets. That's what they do. They just yeah. eat the bullets. We, got, we actually, one of them kind of like dove. We were in this small area and we were manning ourselves pretty well. And then a crusher comes and just like crushes us all because yeah. we're like in a small little room and he just like charges in. Yeah. We're like, well, f- yeah. <laughs> and just to let you know how you solo that is like when you're in the group, like people were taking so long to like fire at the aliens or like they were trying to switch back and forth between the aliens. Like they'd be shooting at one, then they see another one, they shoot him. I was just plucking them off as I was going on, and that's mm. that's how you do that, kids. <laughs> but, right. um, the so. next thing Nick brings up, though, he says that he thinks I got lucky on my playthroughs because he's seen videos of, I guess, you know, people glitching. 
uh, well, not glitching, but the aliens glitching. And I'll I'll say this: the single player, I did I noticed a few bugs, like clipping. Clipping was the biggest bug that I noticed. However, and clipping for those who don't know, that's like when a solid object goes through another solid object. So like you know, an alien slides through a wall by accident or something like that. And I didn't see it all that much, but once is enough. You know, yeah. when it comes I mean, to it only takes one alien, like yeah. especially especially if you accidentally slide through a wall. Yeah, then see, that's so yeah, it's even I worse. Didn't, I didn't clip. Um, the I I noticed the aliens clipped once or twice. The thing that clipped the most was were the AI. They clipped the most. Um, but I will say that when I played co-op, I noticed that, uh, there were, there were more bugs. Like sometimes like when the alien would jump in the air, it would get frozen and then it would unfreeze and then, and then, you know, continue its attack. I think that has to do with net code. I think that really has to do with net code on who's hosting the game. Um, they also, when you play co-op, depending on whatever, like, it actually doesn't even matter the difficulty, it gets harder in general. So even if you have it on normal, there will be more aliens to kill if there are more people. So, of course, I think the more people you have, the more bugs you're going to notice. Right, because there's more shit happening. Right, exactly. So I, I can see that happening. I can I can see that happening, but um, it really didn't, when me and uh, Jason Bond played it, it didn't ruin our experience, you know, but I, I can see that happening. Uh, now the last thing he says is as far as rebranding the xbox i don't think so the name makes perfect sense for us to get to this point x is a, is a variable See? where it can be replaced let me finish let me mm. finish reading where it can be replaced by gaming or tv or streaming music etc and that's where we're at with the system where its focus is so is so much more sony called their console the playstation it's a station where you play games also perfect I get the feeling true gamers will prefer a PS4, but we'll see if the Xbox can make inroads as the general game or general entertainment device. Actually, aren't they stealing from Sony's playbook? Since one of the reasons PS2 was so dominant was the built-in DVD player, which is a different form of entertainment. Now I'm gonna let you go first because you probably have an opinion. I was just gonna say a fact. I'm just I disagree with why he thinks like the X variable thing. Uh huh. That that just that just seems stupid. I I I've. I I don't agree. I mean technically yes it makes sense but if you want to go that variable route I could call it the Y box or the N box or any letter of the freaking alphabet and I could say that's a variable. Right, I got you. I mean the only thing I was gonna say is that the reason it's called the Xbox is not because it's a variable. The actual exactly. reason the actual reason it's called the Xbox is because they were gonna call it the direct Xbox and somebody yeah. told them that was a bad idea. <laughs> so that, just, that is a terrible idea. Yeah. When but, before, before the Xbox became Xbox, it was going to be called the Direct Xbox. They just cut it down to Xbox, and that's why it is the Xbox. But that, that's a fact. <laughs> Not an opinion like Mikey's. Yeah. Just called Nick stupid. I didn't call it, well, okay. I called his opinion like <laughs> his idea of why it should be called Xbox. I just think that's dumb because that's I. Like, <laughs> that's like calling somebody's children stupid. Like, I didn't call you stupid. I called your kids stupid. <laughs> like that's what you just. Well, if they get right F's there. in school and get held back, they're stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am not one to uh, beat around the bush when it comes to dumb kids. So you don't have to. But I'm <laughs> you don't just have saying, to sell if you're gonna it. go that variable route, I could say anything, and it could be a variable. That's true, but I, I get what he's saying. Like, I mean. 
you I, know, I, yeah, you get what he's saying, though, right? I, I get what he's saying, but it's just not a good, it's just not a good reason, <laughs> right? Well, the thing is, like, my even if what Nick said, let's say my fact wasn't really a fact, and they did call up the Xbox because it was a variable, and they wanted to do everything. The simple fact that when you say Xbox at this point, so, like, when did that come out? Like, two thousand one, Xbox? Uh, I don't know. For, I yeah, can't remember. It's like. Uh, for over a decade, yeah. the Xbox has been associated with video games. And so when you say Xbox, that's what people think of. When a parent hears Xbox, they think of something that their kids play with. Or yeah. their boyfriend plays with. Or their husband right. plays with. Or, oh, sorry, she may play with. You know, don't want to be exclusionary. But, but you know. We're not being sexist. Get over like, it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I'm just saying, like, the general older population, like, I don't see... So a, a guy and that's like you know in his in his you know forty five fifty with a family buying an Xbox as an entertainment device. Yeah, he buys it because either he wants to play video games, mm-hmm. uh, and then he would know it, it it can do more. But if he's not playing video games, he'd probably buy it for one of his you know one of the spawn or or his young hot wife. I don't know. It's, it's stupid yeah. kids, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, um, stupid kids. <laughs> but like, I don't. I agree with him that they shouldn't rename it. It's kind of too late. It's already ingrained that Xbox is Microsoft's. Well, oh, I mean, if, if it's if they're gonna push in gaming, yeah, definitely don't rename it. But if they actually, I, I was just saying, if they want to uh, transition it to being the everything device, then I think they should. Well, I think if they're going to not focus on gaming as much and then focus more on the. The multimedia aspect then yeah sure go ahead rename it yeah. but if they're still going to try to rely on the gaming crowd to bring in the sales for this system you better not fucking change the name at oh, least not, not like like at, but you have to change it well i mean you keep xbox but then you like subtitle it whatever the fuck you want to subtitle it right but don't do what the Wii U did and confuse people and make people think that it's not the same. Like, it's not the... It's a different... Like, people still don't realize that that's a different... It's system. the... Uh, a lot of people I know still think it's just a controller. Yeah. A lot of people think it's an add-on. Uh, yeah. But, uh... So, yeah, that was Nick's comment. We actually got one other comment uh, from Sage Infinite. He says, I think Shadow Dimension was a good Spider-Man game. Don't know if you guys played it. You know, I own it. I'm looking at it right now. Still wrapped up in my backlog. My backlog is getting ridiculous right now. <laughs> I, I agree. It probably Fuck is work, a good game. Fucking working forty hours a week. Damn. Yeah, yeah, you know. But, but like, um, yeah. I mean, I can, I could, I, I heard it was a good game. I can't wait to play it. <laughs> you know, whenever I can get around to it. But I, I, mean, I got it for Xbox. I, be, I'll be honest with you. Just, I'll just do this quickly. I think one of the reasons why my backlog really isn't moving because a lot of it is Xbox games. Cause I bought a lot of these games while I was actually <laughs> playing my Xbox. Now my Xbox, you know, it it's there. yeah, it's it's the old girlfriend while the PS4 or PS3 is getting all the attention these days. Ooh. So it, it just sits in the corner right there, looking at us play together. What sad a year ago? I remember you saying <laughs> the same damn thing about the PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <I> mean, that, <laughs> It only takes a certain amount of time, like, you know, me and Xbox, we fell out of love. I wonder <laughs> when you're going to go back to it. I, dude, I don't even know. Like, I don't know what they could do to bring me back. You do, and It's just that fucking interface change. That interface change really? changed that everything. That, bad? that is what killed it. That's like the interface change. I, I think we've talked about it before, but when I turn on my Xbox, I see advertisements for TV shows, uh, movies, 
just shit I really don't want to see, I kind of have to move over. Like, I have to move over a couple spaces just to, you know, get to the game stuff. And then the way things are organized now is just not, you know, I, I can't find new stuff as fast. I turn on my PS3, boom, the first thing in my face, video games and new video games. And you can get this on PlayStation Plus and all, the, all this good see, stuff. I, I think that's I. You know what? I think that's why they're leading so much more toward the multimedia device is because they're pushing all that shit while Sony seems to be still focused on the game side. Yeah. Well, it's no it's no secret that Microsoft's uh I guess their their money maker on the Xbox is their services. Like oh, yeah. they, they they're making a lot of money off off of these services and they want to push these services. But I'm not on the Xbox for services. I'm not on the Xbox even for the online play. Perhaps if I was big online, like an online console gamer, the Xbox would still be my go to system. Maybe. <laughs> but that's not how I play. And Sony, there is not a single person that can argue that Sony doesn't have a better first party to uh, you know, like a exclusive lineup. If you do, if you if you say that you are and believe it, you are a liar. I think the only thing that everyone wishes they could have is Halo. I think that's the only thing that everyone wishes they could have on PlayStation is Halo. Probably, probably. I would, I would, I'd like to have Halo on PlayStation. I wouldn't lie. Yeah, that's it with the the last one. Very good game. The ones like Halo Three, Reach, ODST, not so great unless you're a huge Halo fan. But I wasn't impressed. Uh, but let's let's actually move on to the stuff we normally do. Was <laughs> in the beginning of the podcast. Uh, so Mike, what have you been playing? Uh, actually, probably about the same stuff I was playing last week. So if you're listening last week, you should know. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, let's see. I yeah, I have been playing a lot of Fire Emblem still. I still haven't beaten it because I've been. I kind of don't want to beat it because then I know I won't play it again. So I've been like. Doing all the side missions, all the DLC and everything before I've been doing the story chapter missions. Mm-hmm. And I, because I know, like, once I beat the story, like, with an RPG, I don't go back. Like, I don't finish anything else. I'm the same way. So, like, I'm trying to do all the side stuff now and then finish the story because I won't go back. I know I won't. Um, and then I've been playing Nino Kuni. I picked that back up to try to knock out some more hours because I need to knock out as much time as I can off that game in between all the big titles coming out soon, like Tomb Raiders next week, and I plan on playing a lot of that. Um, yeah, other than that, like League of Legends, and that's about it. Okay. Uh, let's see, for me, actually, I've been flirting with pre like with pre-ordering heart of the swarm just so i can play the multiplayer but i'm like you know what we're almost there i'll wait really is there any uh, are there any special things for pre-orders i don't think so it's just that you get you get and not be a wow pet i'll i'll smack someone really hard i'll be like why it's it's just um yeah i think you just get into the heart of the swarm beta now so who those guys those those people should have the upper hand when when we start playing but we'll see yeah yeah, Um, well They'll, yeah, they should be used to all the new balance patch, the balances and whatnot. Yeah. Okay, but in terms of what I've actually been playing, actually, I, I played some Saints Row the Third, which I'm enjoying. Uh, I think it's good. Uh, the character creation is very robust, to say the least. Um, it's 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 pretty cool. Even though my character looks a little bit different 
than what I actually created. At least that's what it feels like. Because I'm looking at her on the character creation screen, she looks fine. But then when I look at her in the game sometimes, I'm like, hmm, your arms are a little bit too beefy. Yeah, like, this, it's just, uh, I, I know maybe I just overlooked it, but, you know, it didn't really look exactly like that. It's not like a big change, but it's still... It it's, bothers you? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. She definitely, uh, she curls more than I do. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. All right. <laughs> um, that, that's um, a little beefy. Yeah. So, um, other than that, I was on my PS3. And I saw that uh, Maverick Hunter, uh, Mega Man Maverick Hunter X was available on PS Plus for free. So that's uh, why I've been playing that too. See I know. what I'm talking I'm about? about to go, I'm about to go buy it because I, I saw that if you spend $50 between now and sometime, you actually get $10 back yep. in April. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go buy a PlayStation Network card for $50 and then put it on there. Spend the money on PlayStation Plus and then it'll only be $40 for a year. Yep. Like, yeah, so, I mean, and for those who don't know, Maverick Hunter X is a remake of Mega Man X, but done in 3D for the original PlayStation. Or was it PS2? Was it PS2? It might have been PS2. I'm sorry. I don't, uh, was it? I don't remember. I can't remember what it came out for, but either way, it's on my PS Vita right now. <laughs> so, mm, oh, that's right, because it'll, damn. Yeah, it's 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 still good. Just yeah, to I'm let you know, that. it's I'm still good. To- I'm doing that tomorrow. I'm gonna go do that because I just got my tax return back. I'm oh, happy. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um. Now the other the last thing I've been playing is Shoot Mania Storm, which I, I love arena shooters. But even though I love arena shooters, something was telling me don't buy that game. But I'm like, but Jared, you love arena shooters, and this is supposed to be an arena arena shooter. This shoot arena shooter is supposed to be built for competition. Okay. Yeah, how'd that work out for you? Okay, so I pre-purchased it, right? Mm-hmm. I've played it for about an hour. Mm-hmm. An hour of not fun. Oh, that that's... Ooh. It's not bad. Like, I'm playing it, but I'm not having fun. Maybe because it's know? made for competition not to be fun. But that's like, competition is fun to me. Oh, well... But from what I can see so far, I have not found a deathmatch team deathmatch or capture the flag modes i have not found that in this game so far um there is like a last man standing where everybody spawns and you go to kill everybody you need to be the last man standing there's one there's a a one game mode where uh it's like 3v3 44 or something or something like that Mm -hmm. i think it's 3v3 but um you know you have the two teams uh, one round, one member of your team will fight three members of the other team. Like you'll, like they'll, they'll, the other team will start inside of this fortress, and you will start outside of the fortress. You have to make your way in the fortress and uh, kill them. So the the the, the catch is the pe- the three people have a weaker weapon, of course. Like they have a weaker weapon than the, than the one guy. The one guy, as long as he hits, if he hits a headshot, it's gonna be one. It's gonna be one shot, one kill, or instant kill. If he hits the body, then it's probably two ki- two two shots, and and mm-hmm. you'll die. Um, and you go round for round doing this. You keep switching in and out. I'm just like, okay, that's not too bad. Um, then there's one where it's like I don't even know what the fuck was going on. Like everybody starts in these cages outside of this castle. You have to run run down this road and then go into the castle and start fighting. And it's just like I'm just not. I just wasn't having fun. To be perfectly honest with you, it was just I was like, okay, 
I mean, it's funny because the first match I popped into, I won it. And I was like, that can't be a good sign. <laughs> that can't be good. And the weapons feel a little weird, too. Um, your your default weapon has travel time. Uh, so you shoot it, and it, like, it shoots a little like plasma thing out. and You just have to kind of like, you know, once I, it took me a couple shots, and then I got the timing down, and then I was able to predict where people were going. For an arena shooter, the movement it's 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 fast, but compared to like it's closer to Quake than Unreal Tournament, and I have a problem with that simply because I feel that Unreal Tournament was an evolution of Quake. You know, it wasn't just a different game; it was an evolution of the arena shooter. I but, miss Unreal Tournament. Yeah, like the movements that you can do in Unreal Tournament, like you know, like just in, in UT ninety nine, where you can like you know dodging, dodging back and forth. You know, because, you you know, in Quake, you pretty much, you know, you don't dodge all that much. Um, And even the mods that allowed you to dodge, they weren't as, it's hard to describe because, you know, if you don't play arena shooters, it'd be like dodging is dodging. But the dodging in Unreal Tournament was, it just felt so much, so, so, so much faster. Where if somebody did shoot the LG, there was a split second where if you just dodged it, you could just miss it and then... Boom! You can you can you can hit them, but you know you go from that in Unreal Tournament to Unreal Tournament like 2K3 and 2K4, where you know you're doing uh, you know double jumps and double jump wall dodges and mm-hmm. you know all of that stuff using like the uh, the impact hammer or you know the shield gun to like you know to cheese all the way back to like your base or if you have the flag or something like that like the movement and those arena and like unreal tournament that arena shooter made the game so much more interesting like instead of just having a first person shooter where you're just shooting shit you know where the only thing that really matters is your accuracy mm-hmm. now you have another skill to add which is your movement which is like equivalent to being very skilled at dribbling a basketball yeah, that's what Why? the movie is like. Why has there not been another Unreal Tournament? Because UT UT three flopped, and that's Epic's fault. That is so Epic's fault. They tried to build the game for consoles, like they wanted consoles to get you know to 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 get into the game, and that just like kind of killed it. Like you play it on PC, it's not very fun to play, and it's still too hard of a game to really play on consoles and have fun. That's why. Mm. But yeah, so shoot me a storm. Like I'm, a, I'm gonna keep going because like it's not a bad game, but it's not a necessarily a good game either. Well, um, maybe your feelings will. What I don't know. Who knows? I, maybe maybe I'm missing something. I may just be missing something. I maybe not be playing with the right people. So I, I'm gonna continue to check it out. But as of right now, like in terms of an arena shooter, if you're not at least at Unreal Tournament standards, then I really don't know what you're doing with your life. <laughs> like, I don't know why you exist. Like Nexus, um, that was actually a pretty cool arena shooter, which was also it didn't have the Unreal Tournament movement. It was actually closer to Quake. It was kind of like an updated Quake, from what I can feel. Nexus, and I enjoyed that, but that died out very fast. It did not have the support. It didn't have like community support. So, unfortunately, it's gone. But uh, yeah, I'm not gonna bash shoot Mania yet. <laughs> but I still have to have take take some time and. Really, uh, I don't know. Dig into it a bit more. So mm, makes sense. But uh, yeah, that's that's enough about you know me not being happy with arena shooters. <laughs> Let's uh, talk about some topics, some things that are going on. Uh, so last week, actually, our entire podcast last week was on the PS4. 
in that conference. Um, something that was not discussed in that conference was backward compatibility because it does not exist. Um, yeah. PS1, two or three discs will definitely not work with the system. And? But, yeah, and natively PSN games will not, PSN games that you have on your PlayStation 3 will not work with the console. Will not work with PS4. Which... Yeah, well, basically any PSN games that you've bought for the PS3 that work for the PS3 not be supported on the PS4. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, I mean, like, right now, you know, it's really not, I, I would probably say it's not a priority for them. Like, you know, Sony says they, they, they are considering options, but right now they have no workarounds for native transfer of PSN games to PS4. That well, go speak your mind, Mike. Go it, ahead. it really pisses me off a little bit because even then, if they republish these games and put them on the PS4, that means I'm gonna have to buy them all over again. There's no way they won't charge me. Like Journey, I will probably have to if they make it playable on PS4, I'll probably have to buy it again. Unless they do like this whole streaming cloud thing. Where it's a subscription, and then you have access to such and such games, and maybe some of them are old PSN games. I don't know. I, I see. That's what we don't know is there's so much spec like speculation flying around, like how like the cloud streaming is going to work, what's going to be streaming, all that kind of shit. So it's kind of just I want to be angry, but I don't know what their answers are. So I'm holding back my anger until I get more answers. I know you talked about Journey, but you, I'll be honest with you, I don't even think games that are not compatible with the PS4, or I guess all PSN games right now, I don't even think they're going to be available on PSN on PS4. Right, which is another... Wait, that's like, I don't another, think, I don't think yeah. they're going to be available. Like I don't think they're going to come out with another Journey for PS4 and they're like, oh, well, if you want to play on PS4, buy it. I don't think it's going to happen. I just don't think it's going to be available no, I, at all. No, I, I agree with you. I don't think it'll be that way either. What but I was saying if they did. If, yeah, uh, yeah, that would cause such an uproar. I don't think they're going to do that. What I do believe we're going to see is emulation. I believe we're going to see emulation uh, that allows for the playing of PSN games. I would even think they might do emulation that allows them to play PS allows them to play PS4 game or PS3 2 and 1 games. Because now we're talking like now you're no longer on the cell processor, okay? Now you are on an x86 processor which it opens you up. It does it does open you up for, you know, some mm -hmm. additional for for uh, it's it's more accessible, you know. And who knows like I actually I actually think they're going to have like a app store on the PlayStation 4. I mean, they haven't talked about it, but it would kind of make sense because there's even app, there's apps for the Vita, and they're taking a lot of what the PS4 does from the Vita. They're trying to consolidate all that stuff. So I think there's going to be an app store on the uh, on the on the PlayStation 4, and if there's an app store, perhaps somebody can develop an emulator, and if it's good enough, maybe Sony will endorse it themselves. Like, hey, you can play. You you pay twenty bucks, you could pay you play your PS2 games, or you play your PS3 games. I mean, I this is a kind of a big deal because a lot of people have spent a lot of money in PSN. Like, they're heavily invested into it. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they're just going to leave it with, well, just keep your PS3 plugged up. Because once, once my PS4 is plugged up, I don't want to have my PS3 plugged up anymore. Right. Even though, I, right now, my PS2 is still 
connected to my TV. It's still plugged up. <laughs> my PS2 sits there, but it's not plugged in. Yeah, like my red standby light is on right now. Mm, mine's <laughs> so, not. Yeah. Mine's like sitting next to the Xbox 360 and the Wii, but mm. it just kind of sits there. Yeah, but that's I, I do think they're going to address it. I believe the answer is going to be emulation. It may be cloud streaming, um, but that's going to actually, that's still going to cut some people off. Like, not everybody's going to be able to support cloud streaming. Right. You know, some people just don't have the bandwidth to really do that. And I'm talking about a lot of people don't yeah. have the bandwidth to do that. Most of America. And, yeah, most of America. And with the way the these cable companies or these internet service providers are cracking down, it feels like, on, on bandwidth usage. I can't see that really. Unless Google Fiber just takes over all America. That, I don't see it happening anytime soon. Or unless Sony comes to like some type of deal with the publishers. Oh, not yeah. publishers, like with the with the with the uh, service providers. So we'll see, uh, but yeah. I, I I do believe that issue will be fixed. I I don't I can't see Sony because Sony can't afford to lose any battles at this no. point. They really can't. Uh, and that's also another thing I was wondering about was the streaming in America. Like streaming in America is terrible. Well, you know what? There are services available. Like the serv- like, there are extensions of service. Like for example, when I stream, I can stream at sixty frames per second. At 720p, actually at 1080p, if I wanted to, I just don't want to stress out my system too much. But mm-hmm. that's because I have like the extended Comcast service. I get 50 megs down. I get 20, uh, sorry, 15 megs up. But I pay extra for that, and not everybody's going to do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see. Well, we'll I, 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 I do believe Sony's going to address that, but only time will tell. In the meantime, though, while Sony is, uh, you know, talking about the PS4. Uh, looks like uh, somebody's getting raided due to the Xbox 720. It was, it was actually due to his own doing. Um, I, a couple months back, I, more than a few months back, we talked about uh, somebody who allegedly was selling a uh, a 720 dev kit or a uh, Durango dev kit on eBay, and we were debating whether or not it was real or not. Well, this person's name is Dan Henry, or his, uh, his alias is Super DAE. But, uh, yeah, so he lives in Australia, and I guess the Australian feds, or whatever they're called down there, they raided his house, uh, searched and confiscated, uh, searched and confiscated computer hardware, media, any gaming consoles, and his mobile phone. So he can't do anything right now. He he needs to go read a book somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, um, yeah, so they, they, they did this. Uh, due to uh, him attempting to sell the Durango dev kit. So the thing is, like, if he really didn't do it, if he was just, like, you know, putzing around with it, then he just kind of, he just played himself hard. He played himself so hard by, like, make, you know, just... Because he, he definitely had one. He definitely had a dev kit. Because this guy is also the same person who has been leaking information on the 720, pretty accurate information. Like he, uh, I believe he sent white papers to Kotaku. They say, mm-hmm. uh, actually, is it Gizmo? It might be Gizmodo, but they're all in the same family, Kotaku or Gizmodo. But he sent white papers regarding uh, the 720 and you know how certain things work and a lot of good information that the press will want, of course. But if you are in possession of a 720, you're not allowed to give that information away. It's considered confidential. Mm-hmm. Okay, and apparently he's also breached other companies 
like Valve. So that's another reason why he was raided. So it's not just the, the, the him, you know, you know, playing around and saying he's going to sell his Durango dev kit, which was listed for $10,000, by the way. But it's not like he was going, you know, it's not just that. It's a couple other things, too. And um, it looks like, yeah, they got all of his stuff now. So, and apparently the, ex- the FBI is trying to extradite him, but they just don't have, I guess they don't have enough on him to extradite him to the United States. And if they did get him, like, he'd be facing charges of corporate espionage, dissemination of confidential documents, misuse of a computer, and or carrier service. He's going to get, he would get fucked hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both figuratively and literally in federal Yeah, prison. pretty much just been over. Yeah, like it, it, like this is not gonna. I don't know. Something like this may 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 scar him a bit. You know, <laughs> he 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 asked for it. He when when you do something like that, you're asking for trouble. Yeah, especially so publicly and you know, so openly. Like, yeah, actually, yes, he did give information to Kotaku. He uh, yeah, he gave them more than twenty Xbox Seven Twenty or Durango white papers. So you, if you have, if it doesn't matter if you obtain obtained one of these legally or illegally. So I wonder you, if Kotaku is going to get in trouble or not. I don't know. I don't think so because they don't. They actually don't have the 720. Well, yeah, um, but they have the documents from the 720. They do. They do. But like when like the, the the licensing or the agreement comes with the actual device. So mm. if he if you are in possession of a Durango or some type of dev dev kit and you know, when you're in possession of that, the license applies to you, and the license says, this information is confidential. You know, like, for example, if we uh, were in a, uh, like, a beta, you know, or we had some type of preview, or got a review copy uh, really, really early, or had some type of special Mm -hmm. preview, and we were under embargo, um, depending, like, if they said, if they were, like, super strict embargo rules, especially, like, if we had information, that if we gave it to like a rival, like another developer, it would be considered like giving away company secrets. Like they could take legal action against us, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the same way here. Like you have sensitive information, like you are in possession of the dev kit, which means you know what the clock speed is, you know how much RAM it has, you know what how much graphical RAM it has. You have all this information, and if Sony has this information, they could look and say, "Oh, okay, well we're just going to add this to the PS4," and, and we uh, just upped it. Exactly. And, you know, like, information like that can hurt a company. Like, yeah, this this happens. Mm-hmm. And it happened to him, so let this be a lesson. <laughs> you know, stop. <laughs> stop, Dumbass. you know. Yeah, <laughs> stop playing with the law if you don't want the cops in your house. <laughs> you know, right. don't. Stop breaking the law, asshole. You know? Yeah, pretty so, much. Yeah, he probably thought that since, you know, he's in Australia and, you know, Microsoft is in America that nothing too much is going to come of it, but look at <laughs> that. Yeah. Actually, Microsoft is distancing itself from yeah. this whole... Of course it is, because if, if they do anything, it's going to verify all his claims. Right. Well, they're they saying that they did not initiate the investigation, but I, I can't imagine the FBI just hearing about this and saying, hey, we're going to check this out. Yeah, exactly. I really do not see that happening. Someone I, would have to throw the red flag to get the FBI involved. I can totally see Microsoft putting this on the FBI's radar and say, hey, you need to do something about this. 
Yeah. Uh, actually, their quote is, we take security very seriously and have no evidence of any compromise of our corporate network. We have no further comment on this matter. Of course they do. So it, it actually seems like they're more worried about people worrying, you know, worrying that their network is not secure when it doesn't look like, I mean, he broke into their network. Like, actually, that's what they're saying he did with Valve. He actually broke into their network and got some information. But it doesn't look like that's the case here. Like, he had a Durango. He had white papers, and he sent it elsewhere. But, um, yeah. We actually, we all know Microsoft's security problems aren't with the network itself. It's with the people that work for them, <laughs> as we've discovered mm-hmm. over the past couple months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so this guy, he... Yeah, no, no, no computer, no phone, no games, and when he gets his computer back, oh, it is gonna be fucked, dude. It is gonna, yeah, no, because for like computer forensics that the police do, no, if don't have anything encrypted on that drive either, they have anything encrypted on that drive, that drive is gonna get fucked up with them trying to break the encryption. Yeah, and they don't put everything back either. They just give it back to you and say, here you go. Exactly. Yeah, if he had it in the case, it's coming back in the box. Yep. Pretty much so. But um, I don't know. Maybe there'll be more that develops from that. But as for right now, the the cops have his stuff. <laughs> um, but moving on to our next topic, um, EA has been catching, well, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, catching some flack due, due to the uh, microtransaction in Dead Space 3. Mm-hmm. But apparently they're going to push on with it anyway. They are, EA is saying uh, that they are going to put microtransactions into every game going forward. Apparently they're saying, yeah, like they're saying that the, uh, that fans like this. So it's like, they're pretty much totally ignoring what happened with Dead Space 3. I mean, Dead Space 3 is the only, the who, who did they survey for that? Have, maybe you know maybe they didn't take a survey maybe you know they're what? just maybe they're looking at sales number maybe you know people oh are saying God. maybe people are saying that they don't like it and then secretly buying supplies well i mean <laughs> people know? i wouldn't i wouldn't doubt it i mean hell i imagine people do do it but well you know what i mean dead space 3 isn't really the only game that they have microtransactions it was just a big deal no. because they put it into dead space which kind of breaks the fourth wall of they dead had space. it in dante's inferno you could buy fucking orbs and it would get you to unlock more shit but their successful games that they've had it in like fifa remember the whole card thing oh yeah yeah like people would give it but like fifa's thing was so powerful that i don't know how the card system worked on place fifa but it was so popular that people's accounts were getting hacked specifically so that people would buy a bunch of cards and then give it to somebody else like oh. that that's what people like people's accounts are getting hacked but um battlefield and the simpsons tap that also have microtransactions apparently they reap huge financial benefits from the payment scales in those games oh. so it looks like you know if if this was a failing idea they wouldn't be doing it so there is success somewhere and I don't think they're expecting it to work in every single game, but they're going to put it in every single game and see what happens. Well, you, know, I agree. you know, and you know what? I mean, I wasn't, I didn't have a huge outrage with it, with Dead Space 3, but as long as, if it never comes to the point where I feel like I'm missing part of the game or I'm disadvantaged in the game because of this, then I am not going to get too upset about it. I mean, I'd rather not be there. 
but like the moment I feel that you know I'm having a harder time uh, playing a game where I'm missing you know part of the experience because I I don't have something like for example if I'm playing a game even a single player game and I can't get access to a certain gun because I have to buy it or I have to buy certain attachments fuck that you know that's that's really uh, that's when I'll I'll be you know, upset, and they'll just be losing more sales for me. I mean, they're already losing sales for me because I like I, I don't buy first-person shooters on P- on console if I don't have to, mm-hmm. um, and I don't use Origin, so I have not purchased Crisis Three, even though I, I loved Crisis Two. I do not own Battlefield. I don't own Battlefield Three. You know, so it's I, I can do I can do without you, EA. So can a lot of people, <laughs> but um. Yeah, so I guess we'll see what happens. I just hope it's not. I hope it's really not all that successful because I don't want everybody doing it. Because if this is successful for EA, Activision is going to kick it to the next level, and they God help us they all. will do the shit that I'm worried about. Yeah, yeah, they will do. Bobby Kodak will definitely do it. <laughs> I mean, really, recently, I think over over the past year, like over the last year, it has felt like EA is a bit is a bit more evil than Activision as of late. But Kodak, he's he's still there in the shadows, you know, um, flaming you know the friends and all. Yeah, he's still I, there. I <laughs> just, I don't mind microtransactions in a sense if it's like, like skins or you know shit that doesn't affect my gameplay. But just, I don't know. <laughs> you sound so I, destroyed. He's like, I just don't know what to think. It's like. <laughs> It's like just like DLC to me in a sense. I don't know. It's because yeah. I mean, I, I'm already hosed by DLC already. Because all like I how many how many fighting games have done level characters? Right. All of them. Yeah, <laughs> and that's like I don't know. The only I, that's why I like Namco right now so much is because they've already said they won't fucking charge for yeah, extra checking characters. But I mean, everybody else does under the sun. It's just kind of like great. I mean, I mean, there are some games out there that already do, like, kind of, like, I guess, what they have in Dead Space, but it doesn't affect the game, like, um, Sleeping Dogs. There, yeah. there is a There is a DLC pack that gives you, like, a shit ton of money. Like, you could just buy it, and you'll have so much money, you will never have to worry about money for the rest of the game. Also, you could just beat the damn game, and they give you a, a shit ton of cash, too. So, for those who don't know. But, um, yeah, you can, like, have, you can get packs that okay, you you buy it, and now you have a bunch of money. Okay, now you have another pack where you buy it, and you have all your cars available. Like, that's fine. That's fine to me if somebody wants to pay for that, but the way Sleeping Dogs implemented it, it did not feel like I was missing anything in the game. Yeah. So as long as EA stays within those boundaries, we won't have a problem. Yeah, it's when they start crossing the line. Exactly. So, like, not put, like, they withhold, like, a really cool gun. Or something like that. Exactly. Yeah that that's gonna be a problem. When they when they start withholding weapons or start withholding like like certain things that would make the game really awesome or fun outside of like additional levels that are built afterwards or you know think you know things like that. But right. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. But moving on from that, from publisher to publisher, Ubisoft wants to improve relationships with PC gamers. Get rid of Uplay. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna get into that. I was gonna get into that, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But I mean, U- Ubisoft has an uphill battle right now. And oh for, man, do they ever! Yeah, like, I am. I am 
really. Well, they, first of all, they, they were heavily, heavily criticized for that always-on DRM thing, especially last year. Do you remember last year when they moved the servers and then games stopped working? Yeah, but they've... They've... They've cut oh, that off. Pardon me. They, uh... <laughs> They they got rid of that right like I heard they stopped doing it they stopped doing that yeah so yeah. that's that's one thing that's one step in the right direction mm-hmm. uh, however like I'm, I'm looking at this article here and she says you know we took uh, we took a lot of feedback and you know took it back to the board and uh, with every game on PC we're improving Far Cry three and Assassin's Creed three on PC were very high quality first of all Assassin's Creed three on PC isn't that high quality. Actually, I saw more bugs when I I was watching a friend play that. Saw more bugs on the PC version than I did on the console version. Uh, Fucking Ghost Recon Future Soldier is damn near terrible on PC. Far Cry 3 is fine on PC, but I think that was probably built on... Well, yeah, that's Crytek. Yeah. Yeah, Crytek is a different story. I expect this to be good on PC, even though... I am having a problem running Crossfire and Far, and Far Cry 3. When I run Crossfire, I get stutters. When I don't run Crossfire, I get a slightly lower frame rate, but it doesn't stutter at all. But it's I don't want to have to cut. I don't want to have to turn off Crossfire every time I want to play Cross, Far Cry 3. I have to reconfigure my monitors every time. No, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, you know, they're saying they want to, you know, have a better relationship with. PC gamers, and I would say at this point they want to do that because they have Uplay, which is something I didn't know today, and Mikey told me, like, if you buy uh, Far Cry 3 on Steam, you have to install Uplay. Which is, like, it's ridiculous. Every time I boot up Steam Far Cry, like, it sends me straight to Uplay, and then I have to boot up Far Cry 3 through Uplay. Yeah, like, I, I only have, I have Far Cry 3 on Uplay, and I got it for free, thank God, but I mean, when I actually look at, I only have the one game, and when I look at, you know, um, and you play it, I don't even know where the games are really organized or how they're organized. Like, it just doesn't look all that great. No, it's it's a long way from what Steam is. Like, a long, 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 long way. Yeah, and it's a shame. Like, how can you be that far behind when you have a good example to go by? Yeah. You know, you should take a look at what's there, build that, and then make it better. <laughs> and don't release it until it's equal to or greater than. Yeah. Don't release it as a less thing, because then you're just going to look like a fu- an idiot. Yeah, and it's not like you're coming into a hungry digital market. Like, you know, you have no, origin. But I, I can ahead. see why they don't want to rush it, though, because of the fact that they don't want everyone to get so used to the fact of just because I'll, I'll admit like because steam was first and so successful like it's kind of the staple if maybe something came out around the same time that steam did and did probably just as good as a job we might have different dual like powerhouses but to me steam was the first one out there that did such a good job so all right well i mean like you have steam you have origin you have gamers gate you have gog uh, you have Impulse, you know, and the thing about Steam, the reason why Steam is Steam, and I mean, typically, like, okay, let's say EA had their debt, da- well, yeah, let's say EA had their downloadable store first, you know, we would probably need some competition because EA wouldn't be throwing sales the way Steam does, that's why, like, there's no, there, nobody really feels the need for competition in the digital space because Steam offers games at really good prices frequently. 
They don't say, well, we're the only game in town or we're the biggest game in town, so we don't need to offer discounts. You know, like, that's something like EA would do. Even now, like, they really don't offer discounts all that much on their games. Uh, but, like, Steam, because of the way you can get games at discounts so frequently, like, they, they, I don't know of anyone who feels the need to switch from Steam to Origin or go anywhere else, you know? And that's the thing, like, you, like Ubisoft is, like, in the stages of... Are, are in the stages that EA was years ago, back with, like, Battlefield 2142 when they had, like, the, the EA store and the downloadable, the digital download service they had there. Then they finally reached a point where it was like, okay, we need to rebrand and then make games exclusive so people would actually use the service. I can, I can foresee in the future that Ubisoft will make their top games exclusive to Uplay. At least for a specific period of time. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the next Assassin's Creed... Maybe not the next Assassin's Creed. But like an Assassin's Creed that comes out maybe within the next two years for PC. Oh, nope. Gotta go uh, with the Uplay. You know, gotta use Uplay. Even though, I guess, technically speaking, they're, they're having a cake and eating it too because they're allowing their games in Steam, but you still have to use Uplay to launch it, which is just stupid. Yeah. It is. I mean, I think these. I need a launcher for my launcher. <laughs> I think these these publishers need to realize like games are not a necessity. They really are not. Like, I want to play Far Cry Three, but I don't want Origin. Oh well, let me play one of my other games that I. Right, Far Cry Three is sitting in a backlog right now. It is not top priority on my list. Yeah, like that's the, like the like there, there's only there are very few games that I would play regardless. You know, like StarCraft, uh, Half-Life, <laughs> you know. But I don't think Ubisoft has a single game, especially at this point, that I would be like, okay, I'll do whatever I need to do to play that game. Assassin's Creed used to be that game, but they've been fucking that up for years. Make a Prince of Persia 2 and make it that open world one where they never died, and then I'll, then I'll, then I'll be stuck with you play. But until then... Yeah, like they, Ubisoft isn't isn't pumping out anything that I feel that I have absolutely have to play. No, they're not. Like all their games are not like right now are up to par with. Oh man, if it's just an exclusive, I have to have this, you know. And even then, if I really, really wanted to play it and I wanted to avoid it, you play, I would just freaking play it on my PlayStation. Even though technically you do still access you play through the PlayStation, it's not on my fucking computer. Right. Yeah, it just feels like PC gamers are more sensitive about what they put on their computers than anybody else. I mean, a console gamer, okay, fine, I'll sign up for that service. I'll do this. I'll, I'll install this app or whoever you want me well, on my console. because on a console, it's not, like, intrusive to... When I'm on my computer, I'm, like, in my own personal little, like, surfing the web, doing my own shit. I don't need a, another launcher just so I could... I don't know. It's just weird. Maybe I'm maybe I'm being uh oh what's the word? Fuck. Uh sensitive? Sensitive and specific entitled. Oh, we feel like that you're entitled? Yeah. Do you I don't I mean I'll be honest with you, I think privacy on your computer is an enti- is you are entitled to that. <laughs> wow. You are entitled like- to installing what you want on your PC. Yep. You know, like, if, if you feel something's intrusive, then, you know, you don't install it. Yep. Yeah, and I guess maybe with the consoles, 
that line of thinking just is not. I will say though, Ubisoft, you are stepping in the right direction with getting rid of DRM, but you've got some massive steps you got to take. Oh yeah, absolutely. I applaud your your thinking and getting rid of that really bad DRM you guys had. That was that's good. You're taking steps in the right direction, but you have a lot more steps to take. Mm-hmm. You know. So we'll see what steps they take in the future, and you know, go from if, there. Yeah, if anything, if anything good happens, we will let you know. Yeah. Until uh, then. Until then, <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about Cliffy B. Uh, this is going to be our last topic. Uh, you know, recently, well, not necessarily recently anymore, but he, you know, he has like semi-retired from developing games. I mean, he'll come back sometime, but now it's just not that time. But he says some uh, some interesting things, or perhaps some even controversial things, saying that industry turmoil is the worst since the 80s crash. He's saying, he says, business has not been in a state of transition like it is right now since the video game crash of the 80s. Uh, he thinks that Nintendo is going to be faced with becoming software-only. He thinks Microsoft and Sony are going to come to uh, major blows um, he said the PC is going through a, a renaissance right now. Um, but he's, you know, he's also saying that you know, you know what he sounds uh, like. Go ahead. He sounds like a 15 year old posting something on Reddit about video games. You think so? <laughs> yes, because I, how how many times have we heard throughout the past? I I remember hearing this shit from like when the Wii started, when the Wii first came out. Everyone was like, the Wii's going to fail. They're going to be software only. Oh, God, it's the Dreamcast. Sony and Microsoft are going to go at major blows. They're going to kill each other, and they're going to kill each other off. PC is going through a renaissance. I hear this every time we get to a – like, at least, maybe not every time, but like – this. I'm feeling a bit of deja vu from last start or last gen. Right. And I am like, yeah, and – well, you, you know, when it comes to PC, it's not necessarily, I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily going through a renaissance, is that the publishers have started paying attention to the PC again. Yeah. But the PC was always here, like, even while consoles, like, you know, when big publishers were ignoring PC and bringing shitty ports over, um, I've all I've remained a PC gamer through the entire period, and it wasn't like I was hard to find good, it was hard to find good games. There were tons of developers and publishers making good games for PC all the time. It yeah. was just that the, the bigger publishers finally turned around and started looking at PC again as a viable market. And I think that's what he's talking about. But I wouldn't necessarily call it a renaissance. I would just say they came back. Yeah. It's not <laughs> It's not like it's a complete reimagining of what we thought the PC could do. Not like When I hear renaissance, I think a complete warp and change in what is going on. When really... I think it's more of like a resurgence, and I mean, it's it's only resurgent because the publishers started paying attention, and because their ports aren't necessarily really bad anymore, and they're offering you know PC exclusive stuff. Of course, they're gonna make mm-hmm. more money off it. Like when you, when you offer the PC community, you know, good games that utilize their hardware, none of this like Dead Space Three shit where you're not gonna get any graphics boost you know, from playing Dead Space 3 on PC, like, why would it, why, as a PC gamer, why would I buy that on PC? Like, you know, when it doesn't look good, like, I, I spend X amount of money on my, on my rig so I can play excellent looking games. Yeah, why would I want to buy a shitty game that looks bad? Yeah, exactly. 
So, I mean, that's where I think, like, the PC quotes on Renaissance comes from. But in terms of what he's saying, like, with the, with the turmoil, what he means by turmoil he, is pretty much this whole thing where we have new consoles coming out, but at the same time, we have mobile devices that are, you know, have broken to the gaming industry uh, and are a viable marketplace for developers. And then you have iOS, you have Android, you have a lot of people playing these things. Um, you know, you still have handheld out there. You have a lot of things happening right now. And... I wouldn't call it turmoil, but it's more of a transitional phase. And I'm not saying that they're going to transition from consoles to mobile or from handheld to mobile either. I think we're transitioning from a phase where developers and publishers need to stop thinking of, okay, well, what am I going to publish on? Because that's like, what is going to win? They need to stop thinking what is going to win and let me make for that what I think is going to win out in this thing and start thinking of, all these all these avenues are now available and they're going to be here because these avenues can totally coexist. Why don't you think what platform can I build on that will actually get my what my goal accomplished? Exactly. I mean, like, if you're looking for something, like, if you want to build a game that has the best graphics, then PC is going to be where you want to be. But if you want a, a wide reach but a still a, a robust game, you probably want to go with console. If you want to reach a wide amount of people, but you don't necessarily need a controller, you know, or uh, you don't need a, need a controller or the latest graphics, then, you know, mobile might be for you. But all of these avenues can coexist. You know, they, yep. they, they can. And I think that's what we need to transition from instead of saying, well, we're going to transition from console to tablets. You know, like, it, it doesn't have to be one or the other, especially when most people... Well, most consumers who are who are actively consuming this stuff have multiple devices. Now, I know I know everybody is not like me, where I have everything. I have a tablet. I have all the consoles. I have a high end PC, and not everybody's like that. But you're gonna get people who have at least one console, a mo- like a, a recent mobile phone, you know, maybe a tablet. Like you're gonna get that. Mm-hmm. You know, so these these business models can all coexist. I mean, I don't see a crash really coming like um the, the crash wasn't just caused by you know a lot of offerings like it, it that's not what caused a crash because there were a lot of consoles that you could buy during mm-hmm. during the crash and that kind of that was a reason but the thing is like it was the quality that was the problem with the crash you had all these different um game consoles and a shit ton of software out there and it all sucked. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. It was, it was bad. It was bad quality. And it broke consumer confidence. As long as you don't break consumer confidence, people were going to buy it. Now, I mean, the, you know, if somebody doesn't have enough money to buy a console game, they may just buy something on iOS, you know? And you have different, uh, I guess, demographics buying different things, too. Like, you know, just because somebody, you know, just because somebody doesn't buy console games doesn't mean they're not going to buy iOS. I know tons of people who aren't gamers and buy games on iOS because they like to, you know, play whatever the fuck they like, you know, like to play in their free time. Mm-hmm. You know, and it doesn't mean like, you know, just because somebody buys a console game that now they don't have money to buy an iOS game or buy something for their handheld device, you know? So like, all we've talked about so many times like these 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 things here, they can I mean all these devices all these avenues can coexist and I think the publishers and developers need to reach that and you're absolutely right Mike what they need to do is find out what their goal is with their game or their product and then from there 
Look at what platform they want to put her on. They don't need to put... They don't need to reach every single platform. Like a, like, a publisher doesn't need to make a game and then also have an app for that game to keep people inside of that universe. They really don't need to. Because a lot of that feels, like, very, I don't know, overreaching and annoying, too. Like, oh, okay, well, you're playing, let's say, Dead Space. And I don't think Dead Space has, like, an app or anything like that. But let's mm-hmm. say you're playing, like, Dead Space 3, and there's an app where if you farm on this app, it'll get you more resources in the game. Like, that's annoying. Like, I, mean, I guess if yep. you want to do it, like, you could do that, but... That de- that that development money you just spent on that. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood had a Facebook game to where you could send out your in-game assassins that you gathered out on missions in the Facebook game to gain experience to make them better in-game. I played it. I played it at start because I was like, okay, well, you know, extra experience while I'm in class, bored out of my mind while the teacher rants about stupid shit that I don't care about cool right and then i realized wow this is more of a pain than it is listening to the teacher and i just <laughs> kind of like just stopped playing it i was like this is stupid yeah, especially like when uh you know in game like it was so easy to do it in game i know and i was like i've already like it's just f- fuck I- off <laughs> like, i don't need you all up in my life for like like let me have a little bit of real life just a little yeah. bit how can games be your escape if you're constantly being faced with games? Eventually, reality is going to be my escape. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm tired of these damn Templars. I'm going to work. <laughs> you know, like, no, I just don't fucking play Assassin's Creed anymore, period. Thank you, uh, Assassin's Creed. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> talk about us. You know, I was actually excited when I first heard about okay, the, we were, the, the we Washington. Were all ex- yeah. Well, well, I heard about the Washington DLC, the Tyranny of Washington. I was excited, and didn't I? I really don't care at this point. I have no desire yeah, to play it. it. Looks, it that, looks so if they release funny. a naval combat DLC, I will be all over that shit. Well, you did hear about that poster leak, didn't you? Well, oh no, I, I thought that was for like Assassin's Creed Four, or maybe it, it is, but it's pirates so maybe it's nothing mm, but naval combat that would be awesome if it's nothing <laughs> but naval combat that, because that was the best thing about Assassin's Creed 3 was the naval saw. combat yeah yeah but get, getting off topic I don't want to talk sorry. about them anymore <laughs> sorry we're giving Ubisoft too much airtime. <laughs> yeah but um besides you know what he said there he did mention some some suggestions that would help out the consoles you know saying that they need to you know, when a game needs to be updated, there needs to be less red tape. He's saying Gears of War 2, they had a problem with the netcode when it first came out, and it took it, it took three months for them to go to, for them to patch it, and then for Microsoft to go through the process and actually get it updated oh, yeah. on Xbox That's, Live. That, I do agree with him on that. That shit needs to stop now. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, my God. They need to make that process so much better. Because he did, like, he, he mentioned, like, look, in that time frame, people probably already traded in the game before the patch could even go out. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I agree. If I would have beat I, the single player was not long, so you beat that in like a day or so, and then you want to play multiplayer, and the online doesn't work, and you're like, well, f- yeah. you know, just Wait. trade it in, Pretty buy something much. else. Uh, yeah, he also mentioned that they need to can uh, you know to enable user supported mods, which. That's going to be tough that's, because that, I, that's hardly even done on PC anymore. That's hardly done on PC anymore. And I can see them like wanting to do less on console. Cause what if a, you know, when you have access to user created mods, 
you know, truly user-created mods that are, are, are real mods. Like, I'm even surprised that, well, I was, was going to say I was surprised that they did it with Little Big Planet, but Little Big Planet, the, the editor is so robust, it's a different story. But, like, a full mod on a console game, like, you know, they, they'll have, those modders will have access to things that Sony and Microsoft probably don't want them to have access to and could possibly break the system and do some illegal things with it if they wanted to. So I don't see that really happening. Mm-mm. Um, But, you know, it's, oh, you need to support independent games more is what Cliffy's saying. And get rid of the wall that makes it incredibly hard to find those products, which I agree. Those ind- independent games, well, I don't know. I, think- I just thought about something. Uh, <laughs> with the Xbox Live indie games, that section should not be included with the regular games, mainly because of how many shitty games were on that platform. There was like no quality control. There needs to be some quality control with indie games, um, if it's gonna show up with the other like with regular games. But, I kind of like how yeah. the PlayStation Four has it set up. Or the PlayStation yeah. 3, sorry. Three. Yeah, the PlayStation 3 does very... They That's because Sony is directly involved with those indies. Microsoft just said, here, here's this section. Have at it. And that's what they did. Back massagers and shit. You know, with the Xbox 360 controller, you know? And plus the restrictions Microsoft had on that section in general, just they couldn't do too much with the games. So, yeah, Sony definitely did a much better job with indies. So Microsoft really needs to take... Take a take a lesson from that, but also there needs to be you know varying price points, which it looks like the PS4 is going to be able to support. Even now, there's free to play stuff happening on the PS3. Like I think Uncharted's multiplayer just went free to play. That is, yeah, it did, and that's the most bizarre fucking thing. Because who was is there was there who, a demand for that? I I I don't like Uncharted multiplayer, so I know I I'm not downloading it, but. I mean, I don't play Uncharted for the multiplayer, but... Nobody plays Uncharted for like, the multiplayer. Like... I mean, people might try it now just because, but... I mean, yeah, go try it now. You might like it, but... Yeah, for, no. For free, they might like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but... Now, like, that's just that's just really odd. That doesn't, like, even, cross, it doesn't even cross my mind. Like, why not Resistance if you're going to throw, like, a free-to-play multiplayer, but I don't know. Exactly. Or whatever, but yeah, you know, varying price points and, and free to play, and you basically make it more PC like, as he's saying, which it looks like they're going in that direction anyway. At least, yeah, at least Sony, Sony, Sony seems to be making steps that way, but you know, so, I yeah. highly doubt they'll ever be modding because of the the things you said prior to with you know yeah. issues legally and yada Dude, yada if, blah blah if blah. If it becomes an open system, like especially with Valve coming with the Valve box, Sony be like, hey, look, we need to make this an open system. For people to do whatever they want, and they if they do if they do that right with the power of the PS3 or PS4 the way it is right now, if they make it like an open system, dude. Like those things will sell so much. Well, yeah, yeah. You say yeah. open system, and that would sell to any smart person, but yeah. So and open systems make money. I mean, a PC makes money. You know, the Valve box is gonna make money. Just because open doesn't mean that you know people all people are gonna do is steal. To yeah, be honest with you. So. It will attract more customers. I mean, you will have some people who take advantage of it, but, you know, it will attract customers. Uh, so, yeah, so Cliffy B, uh, giving some good advice, but also, I, I don't know, I, with the, with the 50, whole... Go ahead. 50-50. He's, like, half right, and then the other half, he's just... I think he's blowing, like, shit out of the water, but whatever. <laughs> shit out of the water. Is that a technical term? I'm going to call it one, yes. I'm going <laughs> to... 
I'm going to go by my statement I said prior to this, the very beginning, where like part of this, he sounds like a 15-year-old posting something on Reddit. <laughs> okay. Sticking to it. Okay, well, I'll, I'll leave it alone. I'll, I'll leave it at that. How's that sound? <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, well, that that's the end of our topics. Let's look at what's coming out. Um, this week is actually pretty dry. Um, this week was pretty dry. Um, next week's is going to be good. Next, next week should be good. Um, next week we have Tomb we have Raider. Tomb Raider comes out next mm-hmm. week. Um, the Showdown Effect comes out next week. Castlevania Lord of uh, Shadow Mirror Fate comes out next. What? Week. That really? Yeah. Already? So that should be a, a, a pretty good game. Oh, uh, I get. I don't know. I didn't play Shadows of whatever the hell the other Fuel one was. Fuel Overdose comes out next week, which um, it's like a combat racing game. So that should be. Oh, pretty interesting. Um, week after that, Heart of the Swarm coming out. So that's 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 my week. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then oh, let's see. doesn't God of War come out soon? Actually, yes, God of War Ascension as Gears well. Of, yeah. So all this within the uh, the next weeks and Gears, you know, but that's that's a little later. Yeah, gears and in the month of March, there's gonna be some big titles. We'll leave it at that. Oh, look at that! Like Slambolt Scrappers is coming to PC on March 14th. What? That hopefully, as long as if they inc- if they incorporate like network play with that, that's gonna be nice. Hmm. That's gonna be nice. That's the problem with Slambolt now is that it does not have network play. If you ask me, hmm. but I'm not gonna get too deep into it. Maybe we'll talk about it a bit more when we get closer to the release date. Yeah, so that's uh, that's what's coming out, um, and uh, yeah, that's gonna wrap us up for today. Uh, you can catch us on SoundCloud.com/slash Matches Buttons, which you might be listening to right now. Uh, also, we're on iTunes, so you can subscribe to us on iTunes, and it'll automatically be dropped into your iTunes. But Thursday mornings typically is when we have the podcast uh, ready to go. Uh, we're also on Twitter, which is twitter.com slash MTB site. We're on facebook.com slash smash those buttons and youtube.com slash smash those buttons. Uh, we're also on Stitcher Smart Radio if you want to stream the podcast, but you can also download it there too. Um, with Facebook, uh, if you want to keep up with us, that's probably the best place to go. Also on Facebook, uh, we typically post other articles, not just from mashthosebuttons.com, but things we just find interesting. Mm-hmm. And some things that we talk about on the MASHcast. So, Facebook is a good place for us to be. So, a good place to be if you want to keep up with us and just gaming, uh, news, and well, what's happening in general. We'll plus we post some pretty good pictures, too, I have to say. <laughs> I have to say, we post some pretty good pictures. Yeah, there's no biasness in that at all, by the way. Totally, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but as always, thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate you listening. And um, Nick, hopefully he'll be back next week. We will see. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, there's actually only only a few more episodes left, like this season. I think we got like four more episodes. I don't know. I can't. I, I lose track. Yeah, like four more episodes. The last episode we're gonna do for this season is going to be the post packs episodes. So that's gonna be like the Monday after packs, and then we're gonna take a short break, like two, maybe three weeks, or probably two weeks, and then come back and. Uh, hopefully, have some new stuff for you, like maybe maybe some new interviews and 
yeah, possibly a logo. That would be nice. So, but like I said, thank you for listening. We will catch you guys next week. Bye. Take care. See you.